My guest today is Anjali Narantharan. Anjali is a speaker, program director at the Startup Dojo, and host of the Youngpreneur podcast. Anjali is an international VEX robotics champion, having beat over 20,000 teams in two consecutive years. She also founded her first startup at age 15, which I think is absolutely incredible. You are going to love this episode because we talk about the youngpreneur advantage that's helping ambitious teens change the world, how to overcome common stumbling blocks as a startup, and confidence tips from a keynote speaker because Anjali has been invited to speak at the AI World Forum and at Google. So at this point, she has already been invited to speak to over thousands of people to share her experiences Please welcome Anjali. Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Anjali, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Super excited I'm, to be here. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, I loved our time on your podcast, The Youngpreneur, and I was so struck by your insight and wisdom and just how to navigate an interview. So I'm really excited to turn the tables and have you on the other side. And uh, one thing right off the bat that I would love to learn from you is what do you like about podcasting? What is it about the podcasting platform that lights you up? That's a great question. And I think I might want to turn that back, turn that back on you. But for me, it's really about um, connecting with people. I love the opportunity to get to connect with people and hear the really authentic stories of all the amazing individuals um, we we interview. So for me, I actually started my podcast during the peak of COVID. And as a really extroverted person, I was losing my mind. I was absolutely losing my mind in the house. Um, you know, this is back when like everyone was, at least where I live, was freaking out and we were all quarantining. So I was losing my mind. And um, for me, the natural solution to that was, okay, I, I got to talk to people. I got to meet new people. So um, it started off as just conversations, which, which turned into recorded interviews, and that turned into um, the podcast, uh, which has grown over the last couple of years. And we're now going to be publishing our 100th episode soon. So that's pretty Congratulations. cool. That's awesome. I love that. And I hope you're taking some time to celebrate the win because we far too often just focus on our to-do list and our next episode. So how are you celebrating your 100th episode? Um, so we're running a really cool contest. So um, you can check us out on Instagram when that uh, goes up and tune in for the details for that exciting contest. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's very, very fun. So I want to share with our listeners that you created your first startup at age 15, because I think that that is awesome. And I'm wondering what sparked that entrepreneurial spirit? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I ask this, que- this sort of question to our guests a lot of the time, because we, we also found, we also feature a lot of founders 
it's a lot harder when you know the questions you ask are turned back on you funny enough but um I guess for me um what started that entrepreneurial spark I guess I've always been like the kind of kid who just likes messing around with things and then and figuring out how things work so that started with me being a total nerd growing up so like living at my robotics club uh throughout my childhood um and you know sp- spending like so like at least 20 hours a week in high school uh just like being a nerd um so I, I just really love like figuring out how things work and trying to figure out if I can make things better um so when I founded my first my first startup it wasn't really from a place of like oh I want to build something oh I know I know what a startup is and I want to build a startup it was more of like I saw a problem and as a really as a person who just gets annoyed by like problems a lot I was like okay this one particularly annoys me and I really want to do something to fix it so for me it was access to tech education like I was super passionate about tech education at 15 I was realizing all my girlfriends were dropping out of it because they hadn't been exposed so that organization I built up in high school was around exposing young kids to tech um, in a similar way that I had the privilege of, um, but make, but making that more widespread. So we grew up an organization around that. We're able to impact over a thousand kids. And I had a really cool experience with that. And it taught me so much, so much more than anything. Personally, I think I learned in school. It taught me so much. Um, but I also learned that starting startups is really hard. It's really valuable, but it's really hard. And school does not help students learn anything like practical in that sense so that was that's actually the segue into um the current startup uh, or the current startup i work at startup dojo where we help teens build ventures um so yeah that, i i guess we'll talk a bit more about that later on but uh, that is the whole story segue backstory behind where we're currently at i love that and i am a true believer that being an entrepreneur and having that development um, drive is in our DNA. And so I love the fact that you had those basic pillars of seeing a problem and knowing how to fill the solution, being that solution, being a change agent and having the moxie to start something from nothing. Because I agree with you, like that is not an easy thing to just be looking at a white piece of paper and have to create something, but not only create something, but have success and inspire others to do the same. So Kudos to you. I love that. I love that you're on your, how, what, how many iterations is it now? Like, is it, how many iterations have you had since 15? You're 19 now, right? Yeah. So I'm not running that, that venture from high school anymore, but uh, I guess I'm on business number two, which is startup dojo. Yeah. Um, and then I guess respectively, that's gone through a ton of iterations. Uh, <laughs> yes. how, how you break down the iterations, but it's gone through a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I was actually just listening to a snippet from JLo and she was talking about like one of her facial serums. And she's like, it took like 19 or 20 iterations for this serum to be able to like have the qualities to stick my name on it. So yes, I think being an entrepreneur, we have to be open to iterating and then iterating again. And like Seth Godin talks about, we create something and we ship it. And then we get that market research from our clients. And then we create some iterations and reship it. So that is a winner's mindset for sure. And I think that it prevents stagnation. I think one of the things I heard you say is that young people have an advantage because they are not limited to old mindsets and beliefs. 
I absolutely love that being a mindset coach myself. And I thought that it was just laced with a lot of wisdom. So I would love to hear more um, of your take on that. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing, bringing that up. I do love, I do love that point and I do really, really believe it. Um, I guess, I don't think my, so, so the reason that I, I, I really believe that is because I don't think my story is very unique. I think, you know, it, it's interesting that I maybe like was able to like go out and, and, and start that venture in high school, but I don't, I don't think I wasn't unique in the sense that like, I'm the only kid that age who is passionate about problems and wants to solve them. Um, I think most young people are really passionate about what's going on in the world and do have a really deep desire to, you know, do more than just going to school and doing like, you know, what society expects of them, right? Like teenagers are, have all the capacity of adults, but they're treated like children. And, um, you know, I, I feel like for most young people, that can be really frustrating that they know they have so much untapped, unharnessed creativity and potential, but you don't really know what to do with it. There's nothing that gives you an outlet to, to, do, to do that sort of thing. So I'm really passionate about that. And I really believe in young people because, um, you know, there's so much raw potential, so much raw creativity. And, and most, I think almost everyone has a really strong desire to do more. Um, it's just really hard to find that support system. And also to the, to the point about mindsets. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, growing up, I think you face challenges that influence how you see the world some of them for the better some of them for the worse um so one of the one of the privileges of being young is that you don't know what isn't possible so you end up trying crazy things and because you're you know just oftentimes not even have to do in, in my experience it was like a naivete that pushed me to to make that leap at 15 but because I was naive enough to do it do something that maybe a lot of older people might have thought was impossible or, or unfeasible, um, I was able to, to begin this whole journey. And I have, I've seen that same story with so many of the team printers we worked with. Um, we're just young people, because they don't know what is impossible, they go out and create it. Like we have one student who was passionate about climate change. So she went out and taught herself about electronics and built a device to help help save um, save water at 14 years old. She like, you know, imagine, I, I couldn't imagine a lot of adults going out and doing something as bold as that because they'd probably just cross that out in their mind. Um, so That's I think amazing. there's so many stories like that. Oh, I love that. I love that story. And climate change seems like such a ginormous thing to tackle. And I love the fact that she was brave enough and had that moxie to just be like, yes, I'm one person and I can do it and I can make a difference. So that's extremely inspirational. I think the other advantage that young entrepreneurs have is they are less having these limiting beliefs from all the decades of times when maybe they didn't challenge themselves or they failed and they're using old information to inform new decisions or being in the present moment. And so I love the fact that you have more of this um, confidence and moxie, but I think that more to that is the taking action. Because what I see, I have seven nieces and nephews all under the age of like 22. So I've been able to have this insight. And what I see is just this, you know, confidence and also being willing to fail, like being willing to try and not feel like you're a failure or a flop. If just like um, idea one, two, or three didn't work. Has that been your experience as well with the people that you've mentored? 
150%. Yeah, I think that's that's why I love what I do so much because I, I get I just get to be surrounded by so much of that enthusiasm and um and and, and passion where people like these really smart people are working on really, really hard problems and they're falling on their faces a lot. But unlike what I'd probably see if I was working with older folks or or what I've seen working with some older folks, um, all of the young people I work with have that moxie to get back up um, and, and not see it as a reflection onto themselves and really see it as, this is just a learning, a learning point. This is just version one. Um, and I mean, there are tons of factors that go into it, right? Like not having lots of responsibilities to, to external external forces in the world, not having to take care of a family, not having to pay a mortgage. So not not saying that um, that is not uh, like that is not valid. But I think young people have this really cool opportunity where we have the passion, we have the drive, and we also have the freedom of not being tied down to a lot of things. So failure is is something that we're much more open to because of our mindsets, but because also because of our circumstance. And we have a really unique opportunity, you know, below the age of 20, 25 or whatever, to, to really jump in and, and chase this freedom that we have. So that's what I'm, that's another big reason of why I'm so excited about all of our, our, our startup founders and startup dojo. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like there's no better time to foster that and to create a business and to take a leap of faith than now with all of our advanced technology and you can really start a business on a shoestring, you know, and if you've got the passion, which really that passion and enthusiasm, which one, you're really blessed to be around that natural energy. So that's amazing. Um, good for you that that's coming into your immediate uh, surroundings. And two, I really feel like skills can be learned, but the passion and the enthusiasm can't be taught. It can be caught. And so to be around people with that kind of energy, I feel like there's a special magic and a momentum that comes from that. So I love that you're doing that. I love the work that you're doing with Startup Dojo. You mentioned one of the stumbling blocks for youngpreneurs is that support and direction and maybe being discredited because of their age. So I mm. feel like you're filling this gap in such a beautiful way to say like, one, you're not alone. Two, if I can do it, you can do it. And three, the sky's the limit. Like, let's go for it. So I would love it if you could share an additional story. You did touch on the one individual that went through Startup Dojo that had that really nice um, climate change connection. But I would love it if you could share another case study of somebody that's been through your program and what was that transformation like for them? Yeah, I've had the privilege of working with some awesome, awesome founders. Um, all high school aged. Uh, so it's, so let me, th let me think of a good story. So I, I guess I can give you like an overview of some cool founders that we've had in our program. So we had one high school student who's, who was really passionate about education, um, very shy coming into the program, but she's very, very keen on like so on solving problems and very, very keen on access to education. So this is at the beginning of COVID, she joined us and she realized that um, COVID was having an unfair impact on the education of you know most a lot of a lot of kids most kids um, especially those that you know weren't at super well funded schools right um, because now they were being forced online 
the schools they were at did not have the capacity to really deal with it properly. So lots of kids were just falling behind and there was nothing they could do about it. Like across like entire schools, you were seeing like big problems. Um, so she was really passionate about that. And she wanted to figure out how she could help level the playing field by connecting students with one another to unite and you know come out of this stronger. So what she did was she built a peer-to-peer tutoring platform, um, but like totally built it from scratch. Like, you know, <laughs> I was amazed at the part, like she, she built out everything. She built this really cool peer-to-peer tutoring platform where older students who understood topics could sign up, get volunteer hours, and then younger students could also sign up and get access to those mentors. So, so now you were having this information exchange from students, totally free. Um, where both sides are benefiting and learning a lot from the exchange. And we're also tackling that big issue that we were seeing, especially coming out of COVID. So that was really cool. And, and now she's working with um, a national nonprofit to take that across the country. So it's very exciting to see that. Wow. That's um, incredible. I got the chills. I can think of many people right off the bat that that would be so helpful. And I feel like, especially with the tweens and below, they really look up to um, the teenagers. They, they really yeah. listen to them. There's like this opening and there's a, I think a deeper respect because there isn't such an age gap. And so I can see where that would be a beautiful match. Um, that's amazing. I love that. That's awesome. And I think too, there was a lot of wisdom there in that um, development because during COVID and during lockdown, we were all craving a sense of belonging and community. And so that really fills the emotional gap that was happening in the time, in addition to the learning and educational exchange. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's so cool just to see these, these ideas come up. And I mean, I've experienced it with the businesses I've built, but watching other people also build businesses, I've seen this over and over again, where you try to solve one problem. And a lot of the time you have positive, if you're really like, if you really care about, you know, helping people and, and, and solving that problem, a lot of the time there are positive externalities where you're actually solving some other problems too. And I think it's so cool to see that process that you mentioned. Yeah, that's the beauty of the positive ripple effect. And I feel like it just can, can keep on going and it's contagious. It's like the, the circle of happiness, you know, where it's just like, you inspire me, I get the chills, I go and tell 10 people, they're inspired. And it just like continues to go on. Now, earlier, um, Anjali, we talked a little bit about Moxie, and I know you were invited to be a keynote speaker at the AI World and the Google Forum, which hats off to you, that absolutely takes a lot of Moxie. And I'm wondering if you have any confidence tips for the listeners. That's a great, that's a great, great question. Let me think about that. Um, for me, I was, I'm never someone who is a natural speaker. And um, I guess at first when I was invited to, to do all these speaking events, I was, I was so scared. I was terrified. Like uh, the first big thing I did was at Google. Um, they invited me to come to like their headquarters uh, and, and give a talk at like this big robotics workshop um, about my experience as a, as a girl in STEM. Um, and also like, you know, we'd won the International Vax Robotics Tournament that year. So also sharing about that. And I was really scared. I didn't, I felt, I felt a lot of imposter syndrome, first of all. Um, second of all, I was like, 
you know, I'm I'm a kid. Why 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 does anyone want to listen to me? Like there were executives, big shots from Google in the audience who are trying to listen to me, and I'm I'm a 15 year old kid, and I don't feel like I know anything. And now you're asking me to speak, like that's terrifying. I don't feel like I should be here. Um, so yeah, I definitely I'm not someone who naturally had that like confidence of like, yeah yeah yeah, I got this. It was definitely really really scary, super super scary. Um, so I'm gonna. I guess I'll think through like how I, how I personally got through that big hurdle, which was my first big speaking event and getting over all the imposter syndrome and fear that came came with that. And I think the secret is that I don't think I really got over it. It wasn't like I was preparing and all of a sudden I wasn't scared one day. No, I was scared. I was scared the entire time. The entire time I was preparing. <laughs> uh, a lot of those fear. A lot of those feelings stuck with me through the process. But it was really about. I think, and this is a similar idea with. Um, being a founder. It was really about acknowledging the fear, letting myself feel it, but then being like, that's okay. I'm still going to try anyways. Like at the end of the day, what is the worst that can happen, right? Like I'm scared. That's okay. I'm going to let myself feel that fear and I'm just going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. And then repeating that to myself throughout the process. There were times I wanted to quit. Yeah, for sure. There are times I wanted to just call in and say, I don't want to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I guess like that kind of mantra and and that kind of attitude going through the process made sure I stuck with it. And um, I I was able to do it. And once I'd done that first big speaking event, I had I had confidence from sticking with it. And it wasn't perfect. It 100 percent wasn't perfect. I think I walked up with like, you know, my collar all messed up and someone had to fix my collar before I went up stage because I was that nervous. Like it was not perfect at all. But because I'd done that first really scary thing, now when I got asked to do the next speaking event, I had a higher level of confidence, a higher baseline. And I think that's what it's about. It's about being okay with being scared more than you can imagine, doing the thing, and then just accept that and, 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 and understanding that once you get through it, you're going to be stronger and better. And that's, what's, that, that's what will increase your baseline confidence. And it's yeah. that process of just keep on, keep, keep on keeping on um, that, that lets you build it. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. You had tons of wisdom packed in that. And so just to rewind and break it down, what I'm hearing is perspective, really stepping back mm-hmm. and saying like, wait a second, you know, like it's going to be fine. Like, you know, I'm not going to die if I do this, like getting perspective <laughs> and then really tapping into your mindset and a mantra of really continuing to say like, I got this, I can do this. Like what's the worst that's going to happen. I'm going to do it anyway, feel the fear and do it anyway. And then, um, taking imperfect action. That's huge. And I think that that's also something that we all need to hear because perfectionism really does hold us back. It keeps us in stagnation and overthinking, and it also prevents us from sharing our gifts with the world. So I love that you're talking about taking imperfect action. And I think the biggest piece of wisdom that you just shared in that is the fact that confidence comes from action. You are not going to improve the skill because I believe that confidence can be learned by thinking and not doing and quitting and preventing yourself from feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So that is the biggest, biggest takeaway is um, committing to taking imperfect action, but underscoring the word action. So, wow, amazing. I love it. How can people learn more about the Startup Dojo and Anjali's world? Check us out at mystartupdojo.com. We have a really, thanks to some awesome partners, we have a really, really cool scholarship program going on. So if you 
are a high school student, if you know any high school students um, who are really ambitious, gritty, have that kind of moxie we've been talking about, please encourage them to apply for the program. It's really cool. Um, on top of all the educational content and everything, teenpreneurs get connected with really amazing luminaries. Like we're talking like CEOs of multi-million dollar companies and so much more. Academics from like I've like the best schools in the country, um, from the best business schools in the country, sharing their knowledge and their wisdom with, with our teenpreneurs. So really the best possible batch of mentors, we make them accessible to all of our teenpreneurs. And, you know, all of our, and, and it's really cool to see, you know, all the success our past teenpreneurs have been able to, to accomplish from being invited to pitch on Dragon's Den, which is like the Canadian version of Shark Tank, to um, you know, creating a lot of impact across the country, to learning how to build financial freedom for yourself and like build a team and then build a business where you're actually having income come in. So huge breadth of, of really cool things our teenpreneurs have been able to do. And I highly encourage anyone who's interested, who has that kind of moxie, that ambition to do more, to please check us out and take advantage of that opportunity. That's it's totally free just to apply. Oh, that's incredible. I will make sure to put that link in the show notes so people can easily find you if they're resonating with this message, which I don't know how they can't be. I know that my listeners are absolutely going to catch a spark of inspiration from you today. So thank you. And one last bit, if you wanted to leave some bright light wisdom, what would you like to share today with our listeners? Um, I think... I just want to really hit home on that message from our, our discussion on, on confidence. I think that it applies to confidence and also every other skill. Any skill you want, I think it's going to be built through action. And understanding that the fear you feel in maybe pursuing that skill is just a part of the process. And in order to get to the other side, you just need to do the thing. Be okay with the fear. Feel the fear. Feel all the unpleasant feelings that come with doing something hard because that's the point. Like that's how you grow. You need to do the, you need to feel that fear, feel the, feel all the uncomfortableness to um, get to the other side and slowly level up the confidence, level up, you know, the public speaking, level up whatever skill it is you want to build. Um, so I really want to just highlight that and keep encouraging everyone to just, you know, go on, you do what scares you, do what makes you uncomfortable. Cause that's how you grow. Yeah. Ah, uh, spoken like a true sage. That was absolutely a tweetable. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to see you again, Anjali. And I hope that we can cross paths again in the very near future. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, I, I loved having you on the podcast and I'm so excited. I got to, to also speak to your listeners. So thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Until next time, breathe joy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Anjali. I love getting a fresh perspective from the younger generation. I feel that many times we can get stuck in our own patterns and really become stuck in a rut. And it is amazing how you can burst out of that by getting inspiration from the younger generation that just has a different lens that they live their world through. So she was a perfect example of somebody that feels the fear and does it anyway. We can absolutely learn from that. Okay, if you love this episode, head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance because I love to see your ratings and review. 
Molly C1 from the US says five stars. Actionable info, no fluff here. I love how Casey always asks for and gives practical tips and examples. Molly, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm actually hearing that more and more, <laughs> how direct I am. So I'm thinking that that's a good thing based on your feedback. I really appreciate you taking the time to share, and I would love it if you could take the time to share your feedback at lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you.